Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode in Her Space, when we make a decision to really allow what we want to come in, when that decision has been made, that's when the breakthrough happens. It's not when a certain dollar amount hits your account. It's not when the relationship that just comes in and blows your mind. It's when you decide. And so what that quote means to me is it says, hey, Jasmine, you have power in choice. So you need to decide. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or even a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or if you feel comforted throughout the episode, lady, please leave us a review and tell us what we're doing right so we can stay on track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit herspacepodcast.com and enter your email address to get updates about our live events and all of the new beginnings that we have for this year. Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Terry here from the Herspace Podcast, and I have a question for you. Do you want to start your own podcast? Have you been thinking to yourself, you know what, I want to start a podcast, but you just haven't taken the leap? If that's you, I got you. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your own podcast from start to finish. I'll teach you how to format your show and pitch great guests. I'll teach you how to stand out in the crowd of nearly 1 million podcasts, but I'm also going to teach you how to get your mind right, okay? We're going to talk about how to overcome imposter syndrome and how to deal with fear on your podcasting journey. So even if you're not tech savvy, it's okay. This masterclass is just for you. So visit terrylomax.com and click on the pink link in the middle of your screen and register for my free podcasting masterclass. Again, that's terrylomax.com, T-E-R-R-I-L-O-M-A-X.com. I hope to see you there. All right, ladies, today we have a very special guest in her space. Oh my goodness, we're so excited. Jasmine P. Green is a seven-figure sales coach and business mentor who helps online experts generate 50K plus months, sharing their impact with the world through her high-end programs and services. Since moving her business model online in 2018, she's helped several entrepreneurs achieve multi-six figures within the coaching, consulting, and service-based industry. 
Jasmine is passionate about helping her clients connect with the highest version of themselves and believes it is through alignment that they are able to achieve their wildest dreams. Jasmine, welcome to Her Space. Thank you. Super excited to be here with you guys. Yay, you're so welcome. We're so excited. So Dom is going to go ahead and kick it off with a quote of the day. Yes. And so our quote of the day, you can only receive what you're actually ready for. And you will only allow yourself to have what you believe you deserve. I'm going to read that one more time for our listeners in the back. Yes. Because we all need this word. Mm-hmm. You can only receive what you're actually ready for. And you will only allow yourself to have what you believe you deserve. That quote, Jasmine, I'm sure sounds very familiar to you. Yes. Smiling <laughs> <laughs> from ear to ear. I'm like, yes, come with the word. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Preaching on a Friday. Ooh. What does that quote mean to you, Jasmine? Let's just dive into that. What does that even mean to you? Because that is a powerful quote. You know what? If I can stop smiling like an idiot, I can maybe talk. I, that means the world to me that you pulled that quote and use that of mine to kick off this episode. But what that means to me is that I am in control of what comes in to my life and what I'm allowing for some reason, which there are a ton of reasons, and I'm going to get into my reasons as to why I felt that I couldn't have certain things or be successful to a certain extent. But when we make a decision to really allow what we want to come in, when that decision has been made, that's when the breakthrough happens. It's not when a certain dollar amount hits your account. It's not when the relationship that just comes in and blows your mind. It's when you decide. And so what that quote means to me is it says, hey, Jasmine, you have power in choice. So you need to decide. And that's exactly what that means to me. Yes. Wow. I feel it. That's powerful. As you gave that explanation, like I really felt it of like, there is so much power in our choices. Yes, exactly. One of the words that comes to mind when Dom read that quote is self-sabotage because when I saw that last part, I'm like, oh, there are so many times when we want something so bad, but hold up. Cause you said the, and Dom in that quote, right? You're like, you can only receive what you actually, what you're actually ready for. And sometimes we're like, oh yeah, I'm ready for it. But then the second part says you will only allow yourself to have what you believe you deserve. So sometimes your actions might not be in alignment with how you truly feel on the inside. And I was just like, God damn. I remember times where I have definitely self-sabotaged as that's just so powerful. So thank you for sharing that quote and allowing us to just dive into that here on the podcast. I would love to just start, Jasmine, with your story. Can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and the influence in your life that impacted you and, and made you who you are today? Mm, yes. And I, I'm still smiling. Like if we were on video, you guys would be like, oh my gosh. But that, thank you so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't come from one of those amazing stories. However, I'm blessed. So I do want to start with, we'll just take it back to 1990, if I may. I promise I'll go ahead and like, I'll, I'll try to make it quick. But this all started 1990. So I was born. That's when I came on the scene. 
And my birth parents were 19 and 20. So they were, of course, you know, immature. They made an immature decision to have a child. But they also, when I came, they made the choice to walk away. So my grandparents stepped in at 60 and 61 to raise a newborn. So I came in the gate with, you know, rejection from my biological parents, but I also was surrounded by love. Unfortunately, as a little girl coming up, the thing that really stood out the most was, okay, my mama and daddy didn't want me. Even though I had grandma and papa, they were at the school plays, they would show up to the field days and stuff like that. Like they were there for me, but it carried the thought of, wow, like I'm I'm not enough. They didn't want me. I'm unwanted, stuck with me the most. That's how we started the scene. That's how we came. <laughs> that's how we came on the planet with rejection in my mind. Right. So, you know, the years pass. Unfortunately, my grandmother passes away. I was 14. I really had no idea how to uh, process that in a healthy way. And it was just me and my grandfather. And unfortunately, his health began to decline. So he had to go into a nursing facility. And again, I had grace. Here's another saving grace. A lady at the church that I was a member of, she stepped in and took me in. So she became my legal guardian. My family members, my blood family members had an opportunity to say, you know what, let's step in. We'll do something. Even my birth mother had an opportunity to say, hey, you know what? I've been missing for the past 14 years. Let me get my daughter. Once again, she did not. And that hurt. And I, but I didn't realize that it hurt. You know, I, I was like, oh, you know, this this woman from church, we're close. Oh my gosh, she's here for me. You know, I have a mom now. I have a sister, aunts, cousins. So I'm good. But it still weighed on me heavily that my mother still didn't choose me. <laughs> like you had a second chance, sis, and you just was like, nah, the hell with it. So, you know, get past that. Or so I thought, you know, get into, you know, I, I finished high school, get into, you know, undergrad, lost huge mess. Oh my gosh, I was so lost. <laughs> and just thinking about it, it's like, uh, you know, because those mommy and daddy and those abandonment issues really come out in like your early adult, twin, like your 20s, like your frontal lobe mm-hmm. isn't even developed yet. Those issues just come and, you know, you start getting involved in relationships where people don't value you. And so your heart gets broken and then you have this ongoing narrative of nobody wants me. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Over. And so I've really formulated this belief system that number one, I'm not enough. Number two, nobody wants me. Number three, nobody stays. So I'm carrying around all of these thoughts. <laughs> so, oof, goodness. It, just thinking about it, it's just like, wow, like I wish me who I am now today could have been there for Jasmine then. Mm. <laughs> she needed somebody. <laughs> but I really didn't have like a family, you know, a wealthy family. My grandfather, he was retired military. So when I was a you know little girl, I grew up in really not a not so good neighborhood. Honestly, just when I pass through it nowadays, like, whoa, it's, it's just it wasn't really, really good. But to me, it was everything back then. I'm from money. I do remember specifically, and this stands out to me because of how I perform in my business now, but the house I grew up in was $45,000 and he paid for it in cash. And it's just wild to think that that has become my monthly income. And then, you know, so I just, I'm hoping that, you know, Papa, I don't know if you can hear this. I don't know, but I hope you're proud of me (laughs) because I'm out here, right? (laughs) I didn't come from a lot. I, I really, truly didn't. And so 
with my grandfather, the way that he even thought of or looked at success was that, okay, you have to go to school and you have to get a job. But and if you don't, you're going to you're going to fail Two, money was a huge, huge thing. I mean, he and my grandma, they were around with the Great Depression. They were a couple generations off of, from you know, from slavery. So it was just really, I didn't have that, hey, Jasmine, sit down, talk about money, about success, that these things are possible for you. Ultimately is what I'm trying to say. There was not a, a hey, you know, I went to college and this is what I did. It was more so, look, I didn't go to college and this is what I don't have. So if you don't go and if you don't do this and you won't have it either. And so it was just really, I'm not going to say we were impoverished because we were not. I mean, he had a retirement income, but it just wasn't, for him, it wasn't enough. And he made that known, like this ain't enough. And then going into the next home with the woman who did take me in, she, you know, worked the nine to five and, you know, it was a struggle at some points. And so my idea of life and idea of just being here, it seemed like it was hard. Like automatically life is hard. There isn't enough. I'm not enough. I'm out here by myself. Nobody wants me. So this was like how my mind was, like what was in my heart, you know, coming coming into this. I find myself like there were a few moments where I was like, oh my gosh, like wanting to one, like reach out and give you a hug if you are okay with hugs. I am. And, <laughs> and, and then also like, trying to stop myself from like tearing up because you speak about what happened to you and the trauma that you've experienced in such a calm and peaceful way. And my immediate question, because you are so clear on what the irrational beliefs were that you were holding and how you got to that space of having those core beliefs. And so then my question is, where did the healing come in? Because mm. we don't just wake up one morning and say, aha, I know exactly why I believe what I believe. Right. Oh, my goodness. So I just want to be very clear that my nose is running. You know how your nose run when you're trying to fight tears, right? Oh, mine gets <laughs> so, red. Yes. Yeah. So my nose, like, I, it's, it's running. I got a little, you know, got my Kleenex, right? That doesn't, listen, I always tell my Facebook community that I'm a thug, right? So we're just going to keep that narrative going. <laughs> but I really want you to know that my nose is, I'm definitely feeling this because I'm, as I'm speaking it to you, I'm putting myself back into that vibration just so I can speak from a place of authenticity. Because I really want whoever is listening to this, if, if they can relate, I really want them to connect super, super hard right now. So thank you for acknowledging that. But I would I would say that the healing process began, whew, and this is going to get into the, the higher power, the God, you know, and I know that it's like a somewhat of a controversial subject matter, but I'm very open with my belief system. But I would say that I was prompted. There was an inner prompting that took place. I was at my lowest of my lowest of my lowest of my life. And I was like, I think 20, how old was I? Y'all, your girl getting old. Let me see. I think I was 21. Yeah, 21. It was after my suicide attempt. And I have not ever really, you know, spoke of this before. So this is going to be a challenge and I'm here for it. 
what what came to me in that moment was there is so much more for you. You have to just be here to see. I have something for you. All you got to do is just be here to see. That's it. Can you can you just be here to see? It was an inner prompting of even though I did not want to live anymore, there was still this very, I, I guess you can say a mustard seed of want, of desire. And so that's where the healing process began after my suicide attempt. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so from that point, I just assumed this this thought process of if I see somebody with it because they have it, that means that I can too. I had no clarity around Jasmine, the sales coach right now, no clarity around the mastermind that I have, or even the first business that I had. And hopefully we can get into that just so I can kind of walk people through my process of getting here. But I had no clarity that I'd even become an entrepreneur. I had no clue. I just knew that if I saw somebody else with it, just help. I could, I could too, you know, just have to figure that part out. And that was just the start, that inner want. And it it began to be very, very strong, very, very strong. Jasmine, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and so transparent and sharing an experience like that. I think a lot of times in our community, there's a lot of shame around, you know, suicidal ideations or a suicide attempt. And so I, I really appreciate the fact that you are owning your truth and sharing that with us. And I know that you're really big on transmuting energy. And yeah. so if you could just talk to us a bit about what does it mean to transmute energy and then talk about how we can do that? Because clearly you've transmuted the energy oh, that yeah. you sort of started off with. And yeah. I, I love that you said one thing on one of our calls. You said, you know, a lot of people talk about how you need to think positively, but they don't tell you how. And so if you can just dive into that with us, that would be super helpful. Oh, yes. And that is a wonderful listen transition because I don't know, I was going to put myself on mute. Okay. Because that was, it was starting to get really, really deep. So of course, this is my favorite subject because this is available to everybody. They're just unaware of how to do it. So we know that you know, energy is a real thing. It's really, really, really real. I mean, obviously it's nothing that we can see, but we can feel it. And so when we're in a space of, I call it destitution. I mean, I was at the lowest of the lowest. I mean, when, when you're at a, a point to where you don't want to walk on the earth, I mean, that is a very low place, even vibratory, that's extremely low. So what you have to do or where I began, I'll just, you know, walk through like my process of thoughts and then perhaps that can transition into something else. But I had to identify a different way of feeling. Okay, I feel very, very low right now, but I I want to feel very, very good. So what's going on in my head right now that's causing me to feel low? What am I thinking? What happened? Sometimes you just have to ask yourself, okay, damn, where did this come from? Why am I thinking this right now? Where, what's going on? You got to just really like shake yourself kind of. So I would say, okay, so right now I'm thinking that I can't make it. Why am I thinking that I can't make it? Okay. I can't make it because maybe money is funny right now, or maybe someone walked out on me in a relationship. Okay. So how can I bring myself from feeling down about that. Now, I don't want to say that, you know, you have to force yourself to feel good because sometimes we have to really lean in to those negative emotions because they do serve us. The issue is when they stay around for too long, 
I'm not saying that they don't need to be there, but sometimes, you know, they, they're taking up too much space. So after they've, you know, served you and after you've leaned into it and it's taught you what it needed to teach you, then you can begin to say, okay, well, since I want to feel good, what thought can I think that will lead me in that direction? I know it sounds very like micromanaging, but until you can do this on autopilot, you have to, because, you know, with my upcoming and I've just shared a few things, that's all paradigms. That was me. That's what I believe that I was. That's, you know, I'm just that way. You know how some people say, well, I'm, that's just how I am. I thought that mm-hmm. was just how I was. So until you can think in a way of progressiveness, then you have to kind of micromanage yourself, seriously. So you have to exchange thought. When you can identify that, listen, wow, I'm not really feeling good. I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling down on myself. Oh my good. Okay, so you, you need to step back. And say, what's what am I thinking right now? What's in my head or what's going on around me? Start taking inventory of what's happening around you that's causing you to feel that way. When you can identify that, then you need to, number one, you need to realize you can change it. And then number two, go ahead and change it. Because <laughs> sometimes we just think that we have no control over what's going on when apps we do. We have variables that we can control. So go yeah. ahead and, and change it. And then begin to work your way up what I like to call the vibratory ladder, (laughs) because we can't, although we have a desire for something really, really good, if we're feeling really, really bad, we're not a match to it. So there's really not a, a way for it to come in. So we have to bring ourselves up to that point so that what we want can absolutely come in. But I digress. Transmuting energy for me, and I know, Terry, you and I, have spoken about, you know, like the sexual energy and, you know, how to transmute it that way. But sometimes what I do, because, you know, I know that may not mesh well with everybody. (laughs) Something else that you can do (laughs) is you need to close your eyes and imagine that all of the negative energy inside of you, you're sweeping it into like the pit of your stomach. Imagine literally like there's a broom and you're sweeping it into a pit. And that pit is your tummy. (laughs) So from there, it's like a a huge ball of energy. And sometimes you can physically feel it. It's like in the in the pit of your stomach. And sometimes I'll just burst out laughing like a complete idiot. Of course, I'm by myself or I'm in the car, but you just burst out laughing. When you laugh, you picture that what you swept into your stomach is like just it just out. You just got it out. It's out. So that's something that quickly raises your vibration. Believe it or not, it may sound completely bananas, but it absolutely works. That's one way to transmute outside of, you know, like I said, the sexual one. But we don't, you know, we don't have to take it there. <laughs> so can I pause us just one moment? Because I want to say that as you were describing it, I was trying it. Oh, because I wanted to feel like I wanted to experience what you were yeah. describing. Right. Yeah. And so as you were describing it, I was literally visualizing taking all of the negative energy and all the negative thoughts in my body and like sweeping them to my stomach. And then like I visualized like balling it, like rolling it all into a ball and Mm -hmm. tossing it. Yep. You know what? Very good. Terry will tell you that one of my biggest love language is implementation. And I love that. Like, I love the fact that you just did that, but it's so, so, so powerful. You can do it literally anywhere. You can do this. Like if you just had an argument with someone, you're at work, something happened, you can, because the, the goal is for you to get and to maintain 
your energy levels because you are in control. And so when you're able to, in your mind, do that, then you're good. Like mastering self, like you're good. And so being able to, to identify, you know, we're just going to take it back because I don't want to like lose anybody because like I, when I get excited and inspired, I just start bouncing and I'm just going to really try <laughs> here. So if you're identifying that, wow, I'm not really feeling good or I'm just so angry or my feelings are so hurt, figure out where did that come from? Where did that come from? What about it can you control? If you identify something that you can control, then you need to act on it immediately. Do not wait. Mm-hmm. Act on changing it for a whole lot, a lot of reasons. But I'm pretty like, listen, we don't have all night, but change that and then begin to reframe and replace in exchanging thoughts. Exchange it. You got to force yourself. You got to sometimes you, if you're not feeling good, you got to force manufacture feeling good because everything depends on that. Especially entrepreneurs. Especially. Yes. This is so on point, Jasmine. And you know, I've been doing a lot of these practices for fertility in particular. And so sexual transmutation, I mean, lady, if this is new for you, look all of that up. And again, just be open-minded. A few words came to mind to me as you were speaking, Jasmine. Mm -hmm. One, open-minded. Two, I was thinking about control. And Dom always says, you know, focus on what you can control. But I want to say a special shout out to parents because I know sometimes it can be difficult for you to get me time. But the word that came to mind for me when you were speaking, Jasmine, was solitude. And so if you are able to get some solitude, lady, this is the perfect time to practice what Jasmine has been talking about. It might be new for you, but try it out and be open-minded. Thank you so much for that, Jasmine. And if you can just tell us a little bit about your business. You talked a bit about starting your business, Jasmine, and some of the things that you've learned. And then we got to get into the manifestation. So dive in, Jasmine, let us know. Yeah. So and you're most certainly welcome. You know, this is like my favorite topic ever. So right now where I'm at in my business that I do operate online mostly. So I'm just going to take it back to like 2017. Yeah. So 2017, I got out of the working world, I guess workforce. Okay. Put it like that. And a friend and her husband introduced me to the world of insurance. Like, Hey, you know, just start your own agency. You can get policies, you know, six figures. And I was like, Oh yes, I can do that. Cause I'm really good at talking to people. So I signed up with a few carriers like AIG, some other ones, and I started my own brokerage and I began selling insurance products locally. And at that time I lived in Southern Arkansas. So I had the whole market like tied down. Like it was incredible, but it was a hustle. Like I was tired. I was always driving. It was crazy, but it was really, it was good money. I'll say that. But what I really didn't like about that was the fact that sometimes you had to convince people to want to do for their families. You know, you have to sit down with a husband and say, hey, listen, if you go away, then what is your wife going to do? And they're like, oh, we'll think about it. Like, what do you mean? So I just, I didn't really, I wasn't feeling that. And so I knew that <laughs> something had to change. So, you know, 2018, I said, okay, I'm going to take my business model online, but I need to figure out a way to break into it. So I had this like hustle hat on, right? I'm just like, I'm just out here trying to get it, just trying to make it. So I developed my first online course and it was a investing course to teach newbies how to trade stocks. Cause I was, a, you know, with my company, we did have investment products. We did educate clients on how to do this with annuities, do that with IRAs and blah, 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 and the market, mutual funds, all that. So I decided to take what I did know and I put it into a program and I sold it and it did really, really well, like freakishly well. 
And I was like, wait a minute, you know, this is cool and all. And I started getting, you know, podcast interview invitations. And, you know, this is the brown girl who trades and she teaches everybody how to trade. And I was like, no, wait, like, uh-uh, wait, I, I was just trying to break into the game. I wasn't trying to let this be my thing. So I just stopped. <laughs> I did. I remember it was a feeling of like I was talking to a really good friend of mine earlier today and she was like, you know, sometimes you 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 do grow to hate your business, especially if you're just doing it to be doing it. And it's not coming from a place of purpose and passion and impact. And that's, you know, it, it, it started creeping in when we had to do group coaching calls. And when people would ask me questions, I would be irritated. So I knew something had to change. How I felt, I knew it had to change and it would eventually die because I didn't love it anymore. So I stopped. And for, I would say I maybe sat out a quarter and I did a lot of deep inner work and I, you know, got with a mentor to have the tough conversations about who am I? Who do I want to be in the world? How do I want to show up? And I said, okay, well, I got to do something because I'm an entrepreneur now and money is a thing. So, you know, took some time off, actually went back to work just so that I could breathe and have space to think and space to just figure this out. And I will never forget a good friend of mine who I'd actually taught her and her husband some stuff with the market, she came to me just venting about her business. And she was saying, you know, I don't know what else to do. Like, I'm, I, I want to make X, Y, Z, but it's just not working. And I just gave her some advice. And, you know, I kind of, I just gave it a game as much as I knew, which I didn't think I knew a lot. I just told her, I, I, this is what I think you should do, sis. And so she went out and did it and like, she killed it. And she came back to me and was like, you know, I know you're in this weird place of trying to figure things out, but I think what you're looking for has been in front of you this entire time. And I was like, why are you talking to me in riddles? Like, can you just, <laughs> can you just tell me what it is because I need, I'm ready to get off this job. Like, I don't want to be here, you know? So tell me like, what, what is it? And so it was sales because essentially I had taught her a way to connect with her audience online in a way that generated her high end sales. We changed her program price from like two fifty to oh, I think for the first time it was twelve hundred. She's actually a part of my masterclass, like receipts, you know, photo and all that kind of stuff. But I had helped her change that up, and she told me like, "Hey, look, this is you." And I resisted it, guys, because number one, I thought that showing others how to make money online was too much responsibility because people are real quick to say you're a scam if something don't work, right? And so. I said, listen, I don't know about all that. I'm glad I helped you, but that's it. You know, I'm closing shop. And I, I just felt unsettled, you guys. I, it's really challenging to explain because I'm so clear audience and I get visions. I can see and I hear things. I'm not like, you know, skits or anything like that. But I'm just saying there's always inner promptings going on inside of me. I'm always being nudged. And I just said, OK, all right. God, you know, if this is the lane that you want me to navigate into, please just clearly flat out show me. And so I was running my stock market trading course, like from Instagram, like I get all my students there and everything. So people would DM me all the time, asking questions about Amazon and white, you know, blue collar, all that stuff, just all kinds of stuff. But eventually, like people started messaging me saying, hey, I see you have this business. Can you show me how you did that versus how do you flip a trade or how do you hold it or whatever? And it started happening more and more and more. And so I started just taking on people to help. And it just went from there, y'all. Like I have a client right now. She's doing six figure months. She will be a millionaire at the end of the year. 
hell, 6000 a month. Just people that are coming in to partner with me to grow their businesses and they are generating more than what they started out with. It's just really, it's really wild. That's the, <laughs> that's the best way to explain it. I just, I listened and I moved. So that's what happened here. <laughs> and as I'm listening to you explain how you transitioned into your current business, mm-hmm. I am brought back to our quote of the day that came from you of, you can only receive what you're actually ready for. Yes. And you will only allow yourself to have what you believe you deserve. And so I think that last statement truly is applicable to your own personal story. I love to lead by example. And every single thing that I teach people or I put out there is only because I've walked it like 100%. I had to come to terms with myself and say, look, like you have a natural gift of business. I have no idea what this business savvy just, it just, I was born with it. I also know how to talk to people and I know how to build solid relationships and I know how to teach others how to do the very same. I know how to make money online. I know how to build and grow businesses. But in my mind, I thought that was too much. I was like, listen, who am I to step forth to make bold claims like this? You know, because some people wake up and they're like, oh, I'm a eight figure coach and I'm this and I'm that. And I never, I just, mm -mm, no, I I wanted to be just as true as true as could be. (laughs) And so I, I, it was to the point to where I was like, listen, I'm not even going to fool with it because just so I don't, mm -mm, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to make false claims. I don't want to do any of that. And so I had to work through that just to say, look, you know, obviously you've helped somebody, you know, that you want to be online with your business model. You want to make a good income, but you also want to make an impact. God was like, look, this is the path I'm showing you to do. And I just had to accept it and, and move. And so literally the the little things that I did, my quotes and the, I say, I have a lot of little you know quotes and stuff that I drop on Facebook, but it, it only comes from a place of me having experienced it or I am experiencing it. And I really just want to say, if I can, And I'm so glad that I listened because my impact goes further than, oh, I'm going to show you how to make six figures in your business. People are really, they are becoming the first in their family to ever do, be, or have. They're Mm -hmm. healing when they're healing their money mindset and they're healing their money trauma, as I like to call it. They're not passing it to their kids. They're not keeping that narrative flowing in their bloodline. This really extends further than a Stripe dashboard. So I'm really grateful that I just freaking listened. I really am. We are grateful that you listened to Jasmine. And I know we're going to shift up the energy of the interview in a moment, but I want to ask you about this one quote that you posted around true manifestation occurring when you master being it versus Mm -hmm. wanting it. And I'd love for you to just share with our listeners three tips that they can use to manifest their ideal life. Like if you had your top three, what would you share with them? Oh, this is so good. I'm sm- I don't know if you guys can hear my voice when I smile, but I am just like, <laughs> oh God, this is so good. Okay. So yes. first, let me just start with the statement because in order to move, to, to build from that, you have to understand it. So true manifestation occurs when you master being it versus wanting it. So let's break that down first because I think the tips are inside of breaking this down. We're going to find out. 
So you have to realize when you want something, the other side of that is I don't have it. And understanding that you have it, there is no separation or disconnect between you and the money you want to make. Honestly, the money you want to make is already here. It may be floating around in the bank, right? We all know that Walmart is like multi-billion dollar. We know a lot of multi-billion dollar companies and corporations. So obviously we know that $100,000 exists. So there's no need to like manufacture it, right? So it's there. So you have to realize that it's there, number one. And number two, your wanting of it sends out a signal to God, the universe, 12 oak trees, the Buddha statue, whatever you believe in, that you do not have it. The universe is like, look, whatever you say you got, whatever you think, this is what it is. Even your brain, your mind, you have to look at your mind like it's soil, right? So when you plant strawberries in hope to to yield a watermelon, that's off. So what I'm saying is that you have to get it in your head that the things that you desire are already yours. You're not separate from it. It's not superior to you. You're not inferior to it. You are it. When you become it, that's when you can bring it into your like physical reality. Oh, I hope that makes sense. I was going to say real quick, if we were to use a real life example, let's say that I want to get this bomb ass penthouse, right? And (laughs) (laughs) let's say that I see this penthouse online. I'm like, yo, I'm on Zillow. I'm like, I want this penthouse. What would it look like for me to manifest that and be the owner of that versus me saying, oh, I want that penthouse. You know what I mean? Perfect. Okay, great. Because I teach really good by example. So <laughs> we get into the manifestation talk and the woo, like it really gets like out there, like, dee, 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 dee. like it's just, look, so that's perfect. Thank you for that. So great example, because that's what I, I did that recently. And so what I had to do was when I saw that, okay, this is something that, again, you know, you start off with, I want because you recognize that you don't have. That's just fact. So you you start off with, I want. Then what I did in this process and in my process was whenever I would be in the shower, taking a bath in my, you know, my old place or any place I've had, like I think two before moving here, I would close my eyes and envision that I was in that shower and it would make me feel good. I would always have to keep my vibration in a place of, if I'm feeling bad, this is not matching up to this this penthouse in the sky. Like this ain't the deluxe apartment in the sky vibe. You know, we got to get, we got to start feeling really, really good. So imagine that I was taking a shower, imagining being in the bath, you know, walking in the kitchen, imagining I was surrounded by the appliances, visiting it, touching it, putting my hands on it. When I would go see it, like I would come up here, y'all, all the time. These The concierge, they know me. They already knew me. <laughs> they were like, oh, wow, you made it. Yes, I did. Okay, I would wow. come up here and I would get tours. Like I was, you know, looking around, you know, the leasing agent, his name was Chris. He was really cool about that and stuff. I would come in and just rub my hands on the wall. I would go into the bathroom. I would, you know, just put myself in the tub, I, you know, just to, to feel it. But so when I would go home, I remembered that and that would help the visualization that would seal it, that would seal it. And so every single day, just to be very, very clear, because a lot of this sounds, you know, woo and all that, but you really have to get it in your head that this is mine. 
Mm-hmm. It's not separate from me. It is mine now. Regardless, you have to use your higher faculties. You got to get into a habit of using your higher senses. You know, we come to the planet with five, right? We got five, right? Y'all verify. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, we do. <laughs> So when we operate from what we can only see, what we only hear, what we only smell, like we're limiting ourselves and when we live in such a vast universe and there's so many things available to us, but we have to get into a habit of using those higher faculties. Visualization is, is that for me. And it's for that for a lot of people. When you meditate and you're able to see it and feel it, smell it, you know, hear those conversations that you have. Terry, this is for you. Whoever your very best friend is, you know, imagine sending her a picture of the the first response stick showing that we're pregnant, right? Feel damn good about it. Get excited to the point to where you could cry. When you bring that emotion into it, that level of emotion to it, the universe has no other other option but to respond. No other option but to respond. I want to say this too, because this can get really, really, really deep. And I look. I need, obviously, I need somebody to hold my hand and walk me through just staying on track. But what I want people to understand is that when we come into this time-space reality, there isn't a ledger of blessings that God has already. Like, okay, so when Terry comes to the planet, all right, I'm going to give her 100000 I'm going to give her a husband, I'm going to give her a kid, and that's it. That's not how this works. Everybody thinks that God has this. If the Lord has it for me, then I guess I'll get it. But that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. The Bible says, according to your faith. Now, I'm only bringing this up because I know that my sisters out there, they're Christians. And I want you guys to know I can speak anybody's language. But this is universal. This this applies to all of you guys. According to your faith, however, (laughs) listen, and this might be way out there for some, but just just try to follow me. Goes back to the quote, whatever you believe you deserve, you can have. That's yes. it. Whatever you believe you deserve, you can have. According to your faith, if you don't believe in God for your six-figure business, then you'll get 50000 or 99000 and that's going to be it. But you can't blame it on God because God is limitless. God is limitless. There is nothing on this planet that you truly cannot have. Like if you, there's a quote, I can't remember what old guy said it. You know, those old cats like Alan Watts and all those guys. <laughs> They said that one of them said it, y'all. I'm not really good with quotes, but they said, if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. Mm -hmm. I want you guys to realize, and this is just my experience because I'm like, I'm master manifested right now, like real talk. If you really have a desire for something and it's it's there, it's loud, you, you can't leave it alone, you can't shake it. Believe it or not, You have every resource, every opportunity where you are right now to bring it into fruition. There's nothing else that you need. Everybody's like, well, if I can just get this and I'll have that. What do you mean? (laughs) Why are you continuing to separate yourself from the things that you desire? Like, that's the problem. That's why you're not seeing it show up. When you recognize, going back to what you said that I posted on Facebook, you have to master being it versus wanting it. It's no longer a want because you have it. And that's a fact for you. And when it's a fact, it has no other, no other option but to be. So I want to kind of narrow down the three tips, right? Okay. Because I'm like, I know that we have a lot of listeners out there who are like, what you were saying may seem far out of what they 
are used to hearing and experiencing, I know that it resonates with a lot of people. And so when I was listening, the way I picked up the three tips and correct me if like where I need to like make like where I need correcting. What I heard was tip one is I want because I recognize what I don't have. Copy. That's good. So then tip two is about visualization and meditation. So and telling myself like this is mine. So visualizing what I need, meditating on it and recognizing that this is mine. Mm -hmm. And then tip three is believing that I deserve to have the things that I want and that I already possess the resources necessary to get what I want. Exactly. So we're going to exchange the word tip for phases. I would, I would say like these, you know, let's just call them phases, right? If I just had to break it down, I would just say that those, those absolutely are the three phases because number one, I want, because I, I noticed that, you know, I, it's not, it's not in my possession. I physically do not have a hundred thousand dollars in my hand. I physically don't, you know, and then you move from there to, okay, I can see this. This is real for me. You got to get into a, a, a space of envisioning it. And three, you have to receive it. You have to receive it and work through whatever your crap is. Whatever it is, I don't, it doesn't matter. Okay, I got chills. So let me, let me just say this. I don't know who this is for, but there's somebody listening to this right now that feels like because of something they've done in their past, that they don't deserve what it is that's in their heart. That's not true. Mm -hmm. That's not true. I don't know you. I don't know what you did. I don't know what happened. I don't, doesn't matter. You are more than deserving of what it is that you want. I, I don't know. Like that just came really. That came out really hard for me to say. So I don't know who that's for, but I hope it, it reaches the person it's meant for. But those are the phases. You have to, you know, get into a, a space of practice. Make it a religion. Make it a religion for you because whatever it is, you can absolutely realize it here in this in this reality. The only thing that's in the the way of that is your belief systems about it and your willingness to receive it. This is game changing, Jasmine. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. I can't wait to go back and listen to this episode. I will say we want to shift up the energy. It's already been great, but we want to shift up the energy of the interview. And because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be classy and ratchet, and you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music, we want to invite you to the OU Clatchet segment. So Jasmine, do you take on the challenge? Of course. Of course. Yes. Yes. All right. Now, this first question, I feel like it's probably going to be easy for you to answer. But the first question is, what topic can you talk about all day? For me, I can talk about manifestation all day, all day long and money, like attaching those two together. Yes, I can talk about that all day long. Yeah, I love it. All right. (laughs) The next one taps into a little bit different energy. 
Okay. If you had to choose, would you twerk or two-step? Listen, look, I would twerk, okay? Go <laughs> on my face. I got a whole highlight of me getting it in, twerking, yes. yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I saw one of your posts, Jasmine, your twerk celebrations for one of your clients. I was cracking up. I'm like, yes, get it. <laughs> yes, All right, Jasmine. Yes. Okay, okay. Our next question for you, Jasmine, is how do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as the person that loved people in a way that inspired them to love themselves better so that they could literally crush it in whatever facet of life or their business or whatever. I just want to be that catalyst for them because really all of the success and all of the whatever-ness, it comes from self-love. So I want to, you know, love you so hard that you're like, damn, let me love me how she kind of loved me a little bit here. And let me just, you know, make it, make it shake, make something work. Let me, let me break through in my own life, in my own business. So I want to be remembered for that. Yes. It's so beautiful. Yes. I'm loving that. You know, Terry mentioned that like when like your clients have a success story or have a successful moment, you do like a twerk celebration, right? <laughs> yes. So when you do your twerk celebration, like what song gets you up and excited? Oh, okay. I'm trying to keep it cool. Wait, so y'all said this is like... You don't have to keep it cool. Yes. Okay, so it's his song. Oh, God. Who, who sing it? He say, he go like, it ain't safe. It ain't safe for the... Okay, wait a Yes. For the black metal white yes. girls. Is that ASAP? Let me look that up. Is that ASAP? Look, look it up real quick because that's the one. And then another one now is so Megan be just... Y'all, listen, you... Listen. Megan? Yes. No. I be listening. <laughs> Um, man, I promise you. What, uh, what song is it by her? Was she? It's not. It's not Savage. It's oh, her so latest Captain song. Hook. Yeah, yeah. And Captain Hook. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. going. I was going to say, is it Captain Hook? Look at you. It's ASAP Rocky and G Easy. Yes. No limit. Yes. No limit. And then Stallion. Yes. <laughs> so all you gotta do is send me a screenshot, and I will send you a video straight geeking like. Because we win it. Like that's how you and see that that's the energy that you harness to to bring more for real. It's like it just catches fire. So yeah. <laughs> yes. And so we're gonna close it out with a very fun question. You might need a little bit of time to think about it. So this question is what would your stripper name be? Or you might have already had one. <laughs> <laughs> She wasn't ready. She wasn't ready, Dom. Can I phone a friend? Let me see. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, it got to have something to do with Blue. It has to be. Oh, yes. Oh, wait, I got it. Mm, It's going to be Blue Magic all day and night. Blue Magic coming to the stage, y'all. Blue Magic. (laughs) You know, I just thought about the Blue Magic grease we used to use back in the day, (laughs) y'all. That grease smells good. Bruh, all on Easter Sunday, listen, glistening in that parking yes. <laughs> Wasn't there a strip club in Atlanta named Blue Magic or was it was Blue something? Yeah. I don't even know. I it mean, sounds like it could be a strip club. Oh, Dom, let me look. Mm-mm. 
Wait. <laughs> Listen, that might be putting. <laughs> that might be doing too much. I was trying to phone a friend, but it didn't come through. My 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 Google is going. It's a little slow right now. But Jasmine, we just want to thank you so much for being who you are, for loving on your clients and your followers and the people that support you and just being a leader and taking your own, ooh, just taking your own advice. And I mean, you've had such an incredible and inspiring journey and I'm so happy that you are here and that you did make it out and that you were able to see things on the other side and that you listened to that voice all those years ago. So thank you so much for being a gift and sharing your gift with us. Of course. If I can say this to you too, this was an incredible experience. I felt extremely safe to share. This is an incredible platform. Thank you. It just, it was phenomenal just to be able to, it was so healing. I'll put it to you like that. Mm -hmm. This was healing for me. So thank you for the opportunity. You are so, so welcome. Yes. Jasmine, where can our listeners connect with you? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook, my full government name. So Jasmine Page Green, send me a friend request, send me a message, whatever. And then on Instagram at Jasmine P. Green. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Her Space podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit herspacepodcast.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the start here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health. But it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am not limited by any past thinking. I choose my thoughts with care. We'll see you next week, lady.